1: Gibson's got
2: to get it in, does. Wiggins drives across midcourt. Andrew lets it fly at the buzzer for the win. Andrew Wiggins brings it in. And the Timberwolves, an unbelievable win here in Oklahoma City. Bryant goes back to pass, fires right. Intercepted by Harrison Smith at the 30-yard line. Harry the hitman.
1: Hi, Parisi, fire.
2: heart of the city, what's up, what's up, what's up, in the heart of town, Mm. ah, Vince Wright, the sports governor is back with you live and direct from the Situation Room here at the Executive Sports Governors Palatial State, I, again, Vince Wright, this is Sports Done Right. Coming to you on a Thursday night. Couldn't get to you on Tuesday, but wanted you to know that the SportsGov is not going to forget who you are. So thank you, uh, a little Thursday night edition here. We're going to kind of do recap previews of our Vikings and Gophers. Um, I mean, what can you say? Finally, got to win the same weekend there. Uh, Vikings on a, on a winning streak. Gophers figure it out. We're going to get into that, obviously, my, for my Minnesota peeps. Um, Freddie Freeman from the Atlanta Braves. National League Most Valuable Player. <laughs> Hell of a year. Who the reverb. A hell of a year for Freddie Freeman with the Braves. Congratulations to him. Um, You know, what can you say? And also, for the hated Chicago White Sox, their first baseman, Jose Abreu, takes home the American League version of that, the AL MVP goes to the White Sox first baseman. So congrats to him as well. We ain't going to give a, a White Sox, especially because of you, Ty Bukowski. Cubs are the team that runs that town, but we'll give him a little ring. So congratulations to those two gentlemen. Um, job well done in all seriousness there. Uh, before we get into the football talk and the college football talk Masters week I mean 2020 COVID uh, we got Masters in November Tiger Woods off to a, a fantastic start there he's on the leaderboard and you know I—I my golf people come at me Vince all you do is you talk about Tiger you know, there's so many other golfers out there come on man Dude, nobody, listen, Tiger moves the needle and is the needle. And if he's not in contention this weekend, I mean, look, we've been through this drill before. No need to go through it again. What up to you, Big Mike in Eden Prairie? want to say what up to Danny out there in Burnsville. And we have Scott in Woodbury, Minnesota. What up to you? And Dan in Stillwater is listening to us. And whoops, a couple more people popping in here. We have Beth in Hudson, Wisconsin. Thank you for listening. And Joel over in Minneapolis is popping in as well. Uh, get at me on the Twitter sphere. You can follow the show. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Vince Wright at the Big Smooth One. That's the number one after the Big Smooth. You can follow the show on Facebook, just type in Sports Done Right, join our Facebook group, and the same over at Instagram, and also check us out on the home base, the home page, xSquadAffiliates.com, that's right, xSquadAffiliates, my podcast home and family, and um, shout out to everybody over there, um, shout out to all my podcast people, um, you know, we real cast, RealCast, um, uh, just everybody, man. I mean, there's that's the thing. There's too many shows to remember now because everybody's doing their own thing. So it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but to get back here to to the Masters and, and Tiger in particular, um, I mean that's that's really all it's about. He is the defending champion, and I, you know, there's other interesting storylines as there always is. People want to see. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau, if he have, or you know, if he can do it with his big old hulking frame now and hitting a ball almost 400 yards off the tee, and he was a little bit errant today on a couple holes, uh, but he was able to conquer a couple holes and he finished at two under for really not playing great golf at all. So, uh, Masters off from running down in Augusta, Georgia. No fans. Um, a, a few people are there, but but no fans and um, we will see we will see you know for for Tiger to do good in the major, he had to do what he did today, and that's play good golf from the outset. He can't you know come from you know seven eight nine strokes down anymore um not that he did that a lot in his heyday anyway because he was always front running, but um you know as I got a stray dog back there barking, apparently um but we'll see we'll see after tomorrow's gonna be a huge day to see if he can continue it he's got to play a different game now he's not the long guy off the tee by any means i think they said he was averaging about 280 290 off the tee today but that's all right that that can get you victories and boy wouldn't it be something if through all this and honestly i think he's ranked uh 207 208 now because tiger has a he hasn't played a lot of golf b he hasn't played well this year at all so it would really be something for again for him to kind of rise from the ashes and to you know do his thing down there in augusta so stay tuned tiger woods off to a great start um one of the other things that we're going to get into here very shortly as well um some of the youth on the Minnesota Vikings and and how they've are finally starting to step up to the plate. And outside of that, though, just really obviously not a lot happening. I mean, it's it's football season, and so far so good. And by the way, what a ass whipping the Buccaneers took last week! Oh, Tom Brady! Oh, Tom Brady! Welcome to the real world. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I, I I don't give two flying, you know, what's what the Bucks do. But it, it is definitely very interesting. Um, and, and look, you know, it's not like they're having a bad year down there. But that that little bud whipping last week was something. All right. So let's do this. Um, just looking through my notes here, make sure I've touched on everything I wanted to touch on. Terrence Crawford, Cal Brook this weekend, boxing on ESPN, big fight coming up. Um, not going to lie, just haven't been able to keep up with a lot of that stuff because it's COVID time, man. So uh, I'm going to be doing my research here over this for this fight, but I definitely suggest you check it out. These are two great fighters, and you definitely don't want to miss it. And it's on ESPN, so make sure you're checking this out Saturday night. Fight night is back. Um, let's do this. I'm going to take a short, quick break here. When we come back, we're getting into the football. We're going to start with the Big Ten, the Minnesota Golden Gophers and go from there into the nfl i am vince wright the sports governor and thank you for tuning in another edition of sports done right we'll be right back after this very quick break
3: ladies and gentlemen ladies and hear gentlemen, me and hear me good good if you like sports if you like sports then you like the wait a minute show if you like co- comedy, co- comedy then you like the wait a minute show if you like a different opinion coming from a different from angle, a different
2: then you like angle. the wait a minute show.
3: So join me Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. With your host, Jelani, JB Bodie. JB And of course, my man Lopan on Wait a minute show.com. Ain't that right, Lopan?
2: Trey Frazier, right there, staff. This is the Ball Shop sports Sportsball Podcast. Yes, Make sure y'all tune in to us every Tuesday night, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time.
3: Hi, this is Terry Cruz, actor, former football player, game show host, father of five, and all-around big dude. I'm also an expert on drama. I know all kinds of drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids. There's the bad kind, like season-ending injuries. There's the necessary kind, like having an agent in Hollywood. And there's silly drama, like the drama around my percolating pectorals. And then there's the drama you can skip.
2: Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your high school diploma. Visit
3: finishyourdiploma.org. Or text DIPLOMA to 97779 Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. That's diploma to 97779. And leave the drama to actors like me.
2: Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Yet Council.
0: The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right with the governor of sports talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now let's get back to the show.
2: All right, we are back. Thank you, Miss Tree Taylor, the voice of sports done right. Vince, right back with you here. And how about them Golden Gophers, baby? Finally coming through. Big win at Illinois. Uh, total domination. On to to be fair. To 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 truthfully be fair, Illinois was hurting. Definitely not up to full strength, but hey, you know it is what it is, right? So Gophers take care of business. Muhammad Ibrahim, two hundred twenty-four yards, four touchdowns. Um. Listen, Muhammad Ibrahim. I mean, if if he didn't play for Minnesota, if he played for one of the big boys, you'd be hearing about him in the Heisman talk right now. Even though apparently the Heisman is now only a quarter a quarterback only trophy, it's looking like. But listen, man, back to back games where he's had four touchdowns each game. You know, Illinois they're down to zero and three. Gophers up their record to one and two. Um, they had players out you know, with COVID nineteen protocols. They were down to their end of the bench quarterback, apparently. Um where's that gentleman's name? Karan Taylor. Um their two starters and and regular backup were out. Um and the third string guy uh, had a leg injury, so he was out. And he suffered that in, the, in a game against the Boilermakers. So, yeah, Illinois, I mean, look, even with going into this game, by the way, a putrid Minnesota Golden Gopher defense, uh, the Gophers had not, I mean, they had to win this game, but they were supposed to win this game, and they did did it in convincing fashion, and that's what you like to see. Um, you know, Illinois made a bowl last year feeling good with lovey smith and the program and kind of trudging back a little bit but you know obviously covid 2020 not having normal start times and and practices and even going back to spring practice too because that was all shut down it's just really hard to call these games you know we're going to talk about the gopher iowa game here in a second but let me just get back to moe ibrahim here because again named big big 10 defensive player or offensive player of the week um you know, and the Gophers 41 to 14 win, excuse me. He also rushed for 207 yards the week before in Maryland. And I mean, this guy just keeps doing it. You saw what he did against Auburn in the bowl game last year. Uh, You know, Mo just has a smooth running style. And I know, and you know, you say, well, sports governor Vince, what, what's a smooth running style? I don't know, man. He just looks smooth when you watch him run. The way he finds these holes and 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 exploits them and and accelerates. And the guy, big, powerful running back that's hard to bring down. And, it, and a lot of times he's looking to go through defenders as well. And so again, like I said, he'd be you know on your Heisman watch list if he was playing for any other team. But you know, props to him, Tanner Morgan. You know, smooth, steady Tanner Morgan. um, Looking very good. Looking very good. And, you know, found Rashad Bateman. We got to get Bateman back uh, involved in things because obviously he is the man. But Otman Bell, Chris Ottman Bell. And, you know, the offense is is starting to kind of come together. And I get it. Vince, slow down, Illinois. Well, you know, that's all right. They they put up the points they were supposed to in this game. Let's switch it over to that Gopher defense, man, because again, I get it. Dilapidated team, but you know, the Gophers did what they had to do. And the defense in particular. You know. So I want to say props to Tyler Newman over there and D'Angelo Carter. He got an interception and um, Justice Harris. You really want to start keeping your eye on him. Um, Excuse me. If the Gopher defense can just keep believing in themselves, keep getting better. Joe Rossi's coaching these guys up. PJ's coaching these guys up. Who knows what can happen? I don't want to spend too much time on the the Illinois game because it, it is what it is. Because, like last year, a game that really matters is coming up Friday, 6.30 p.m., and that's Iowa. And Iowa is, you know, they're looking okay. Huge win last week against Michigan State. You saw what Michigan State did the week before. Um and it's just kind of steady Iowa football, you know, led by Spencer Petrus, their quarterback down there. Um, you know, it's it's that balanced attack that the Hawkeyes give you, dog. They 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 run, they pass, uh, do the play actions very well. And one guy that I want you to keep an eye on over there in the uh, um, black and gold is their wide receiver Brandon Smith, who's stepping up to really kind of claim that top wide receiver spot with the iowa hawkeyes nine touchdown catches in 37 games with iowa um three of those are in the last four games and he's really starting to show up and and show what he can do um they also get back their senior wide receiver and I, i hope i pronounce this name right uh amir smith marset uh, he was sat down after a I think it was a DWI yep a driving while intoxicated. So he's coming back. So now you're getting at least some more depth at wide receiver. You know, Coach K down there. He you know, he's been there forever for a reason. And you know, he has competitive squads. You can say what you want about their overall talent, but you know, they're competitive in most years. And Iowa is just one of them teams that's just... I hate to say it, but, you know, fundamentally sound. They do... Like, they do everything good. In, in their up years, they accelerate at, at different things. But they're always... They always just seem to be solid. So, you know, Gophers coming from a dilapidated illinois team where they put up you know um you know 541 total yards 325 rushing yards by the way because of largely mo and they're gonna have to bring all of that to reclaim floyd rosedale the pig and won a college uh in the college trophy games, one of the the biggest rivalries there, in Minnesota and Iowa, playing for Floyd of Rosedale. And now with uh, Spencer Petras getting all his receivers back, it's really going to be up to this. I think you're going to see very early, kind of, you know, if if we get off to a start like you saw against Maryland, I think I was going to run and and throw all over us but if the gophers then i'm speaking of the defense and again this is sports done right with vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of minnesota if that defense can find a way to you know get some pass rush up in um petrus's face because he doesn't have a lot of experience either so you know maybe you can rattle him a little bit you're really going to have to stop the iowa running game and the passing game but if, if You're going to find out very early, I think, if this Gopher D is up for the challenge here. This game is at TCF Bank Stadium here in Minneapolis. Uh, unfortunately, no fans outside of, you know, just kind of the usual uh, team's families and things like that. But the Gophers can really send a message here with a big win against Iowa Friday night to just show, look, this This isn't last year's team, and we've talked about that on my show here these first few weeks. But to kind of steady that ship, right that ship, and oh, by the way, bring home one of your most beloved trophies, which hasn't been here since 2014. You know, I would, I would just they they got away with Minnesota. I, you know, there's been some close games, but I would just kind of finds that way to get it done with the Gophers. So. It's going to be very interesting. I'm really looking forward to this game to see what the Gophers do, to see if there's any new looks too because, you know, the offense, in my opinion, has looked just a tad bit slow and a tad bit off at times. um, To really, if we can come out offensively, do the trick, and just defensively find a way to send a message, as I like to say. You know, if that's, you know, a big sack, a big turnover, whatever the case is, to really just get in the heads of Iowa and just show them that it's going to be a long night here in Minneapolis. Because, again, they're coming off a 49-7 to win against Michigan State. Very impressive. But, you know, there's no real, I, I guess, outside of Northwestern, ironically, which is back on top of the Big Ten. Um but you know there's no one team that's really grabbing you out there we don't know kind of what's going on with wisconsin with the the, you know their covid and you know missing games and all this stuff so you know northwestern ironically undefeated so (laughs) what can you do there gotta give the wildcats their props i guess um so I'd look for Minnesota to come out. I look for them to just do what they did, and that's run the football. Uh, offensive line has opened up some very impressive holes. You don't get these type of stats that Moe I- Ibrahim has by, you know, not having a stellar offensive line. So props to the Golden Gophers up front there. And the defense, if they can just find a way to bring it and – be inspired off of what they did against Illinois and and to build upon that, you know, coach, you know, I think I saw him on one of the TV shows this week. They were like, you know, what do you got to do? And he's just like, I know it sounds stupid, but like PJ said, you get better, just get better. So that defense got to get better. Um, You know, I was not Illinois, but man, if the Gophers can find a way to pull this one off, bring home Floyd to Rosedale, that's really going to get things going here. And you know you're you're back in it mentally ready to go um so let's see what we got big ant facts in the in the chat room what's going on sir um abmbs3 uh who else do we got here we got jenny listening to us here in um minnesota as well she is from Brainerd, minnesota up north what's up jenny and we have another Beth listening to us in Invergrove Heights. I want to say what up to you. And Sydney is listening to us from Des Moines, Iowa. All right. Appreciate that down there in enemy territory. So that's what we got going on with the Gophers here. Uh, big game, like I said, against Iowa. And, uh, you know, a pivotal game in the Big Ten West. And I can't wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. Spencer Petras, just give you an idea statistically a little bit about these Hawkeyes. He has 648 yards, completion rate of 40, 54%, two touchdowns, three interceptions. He's been sacked three times. Uh, Tyler Goodson is their main running back down there in Iowa. He has 233 yards, averaging 5.4 a carry. Uh, he's His longest run this year is 71 yards, and he has three touchdowns. Makai Sargent I, is his backup, 122 yards on 24 carries. He's also got three touchdowns as well. Uh, Spencer Petras, the quarterback, has a rushing touchdown. Uh, defensively, keep an eye on Nick Neiman. Um, solid Iowa linebacker. I was uh put out some very nice linebackers over the years. He's another one in the long line. And also keep an eye on Barrington Wade, another another fine linebacker. Uh he leads their team with a couple interceptions as well. So uh cannot wait, man. This is a big one. Need the gophers to come through, give us something to keep looking forward to, man. Cause if we can take down Iowa, which we should have did last year, also, by the way. We will see. And Ant's talking about the whole SEC is off this weekend because of COVID. Yeah, man, listen. I'm not trying to get into the politics of COVID and mask and all this. But we got to get this under control, man. Because the sports governor, listen, forget talking about a new normal. I want to go back to the old normal. I want to go back to concerts, concerts. I want to go back to sitting at TCF Bank Stadium in the front, or stadium in the front row watching my gophers. I want to be able to have people over. I want to be able to sit in the middle of whatever with all kinds of crowds having a good time. That's what we need to get back to. But this COVID thing's a mofo, man. So, you know, mask up. Do something. I know a lot of people don't like hearing that, but... Until a vaccine, and we've heard of, you know, some promising news, at least, regarding vaccines. I ain't going to be the first one in line to try it. But if they come up with something and it works eventually, I'm sure we'll all all do it. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's still the big question mark over this whole season, NFL and college. How is COVID going to affect it? You know, one thing I wanted to touch on last week, you know, you had a big game out in Notre Dame. Fighting Irish, taking on Clemson. Trevor Lawrence had to sit. um, Backup quarterback in for Clemson. Who, by the way, is going to be a star? I mean, they barely... That game went to two overtimes before Notre Dame pulled off the quote-unquote upset. But, you know, they stormed the field. All the students out there. I get it. You know, you beat the number one team. But you got to do better. Because... You know, school districts, and I'm you know I'm just speaking here in Minnesota, but I'm sure you're all dealing with it as well. School districts shutting down, going back to distance learning. You know, colleges while open are doing distance learning, and so I know my wife's cousin, her daughter goes to the University of Kansas, she's a Jayhawk, and she's hanging out with her boyfriend, you know, doing distance learning up in Montana. So, you know, that's that's the big thing. We're going to find out what's going to happen here. Um, Some very interesting matchups uh, coming up this weekend as well. I can't believe I'm about to say this. The the number 10 Indiana Hoosiers. The number 10 Indiana Hoosiers are going to be playing Michigan State. Indiana's 3 and 0, Michigan State's 1 and 2 um yeah and as uh ant was saying all sec postponed you had georgia and missouri um cancel ohio state speaking of big 10 the ohio state game is canceled texas saying <clears> them <throat> god excuse me i gotta get some get some water ah excuse the sports governor Texas A&M and Tennessee, only because my main man Grant Horton. I was looking forward to that Texas A&M beatdown on his rocky bottoms, as I like to call, the Tennessee Volunteers. But that's postponed. Auburn, Mississippi State, number one Alabama and LSU Um, games that are still happening as of right now. Props to the Bearcats too. Number seven in the country, they're taking on East Carolina. The Miami Hurricanes six and one. Are they pretending again? Are they finally starting to turn a corner back in Coral Gables? Miami's taking on Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech coming off a loss to Liberty University, if you can believe that. Um, let's see, just kind of searching some other stuff. The now number two ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish at seven and all taking on Boston College, who is five and three. A team over the years that has really thrown a lot of monkey wrenches into the plans of Notre Dame. So, even though that game, you know, on paper should be one way, keep an eye on it. You never know. Um, Out West, the Pac-12 has finally started back up last week. They're back. You got USC 1-0. They're taking on the Arizona Wildcats. um, Saturday. We also have Florida. Speaking of SEC, this game is still going Saturday, 6 p.m. Arkansas goes down to the Swamp. Oregon's playing Washington State. And 3-0 Northwestern now coming in at number 23 in the country, takes on 2-0 Purdue. Um, let's see. For ranked teams and what else we got, we got Wisconsin. They're taking on Michigan. And Michigan at one and two. If Michigan goes one and three, and I know, hey, it's COVID and all this, but you got to start looking at this Harbaugh situation here. Because they haven't won a Big Ten championship in a very long time in Michigan. They have not beaten Ohio State in a very long time at Michigan. And it is what it is. I get it. They came up to Minnesota opening night, kicked our butts, props, but, you know, Michigan has has a a different standard and they're going to have to figure it out here. And especially if the Wisconsin Badgers come back and get this win here after they have been off for um, a little COVID break as well. Number 19 SMU seven and one, they play Tulsa and yep, we did mention Oregon at Wisconsin. So there you go. College football back at its finest. Let's see if the golden Gophers can live up to it. Um, and get us a win because, boy, that would be real nice to bring home Floyd of Rosedale. All right, last break of the show. I will be right back. We've had um, a couple requests, so I'm going to do that. You see Ticketmaster trying to get people back to concerts. Yes, and facts, uh, social distancing on the concert scene. I forgot the name of the band. Um, I think it may have been over in England where they had a social distance concert that actually worked out pretty good. Um, seats of four, I think it was, that just, I think it was like 2,000 people, 2,500. Seemed to work, so we will see what happens there. All right, I will be right back. Got a couple tunes for you. Uh, first one, special request for, um, um, who sent that in to me on Twitter? I had it written down, Janine. Uh, Janine is from West St. Paul, Minnesota, and she says, "Gov, um, I noticed on your on the Sports Done Right page, you were talking about Chris Stapleton and his support um, after the George Floyd uh, killing, and and uh, with BLM and just you know racial injustice in in general. And I know you're a bourbon guy, so you got to do a little Tennessee whiskey for me tonight. Um, as I told her, we got that lined up for you as well. So." Let's do that. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. This is Sports Done Right. When we come back, Minnesota Vikings.
1: and wasted Cause there's nothing like your love to get me high
0: are in and it's official he's minnesota's number one sports color commentator
2: sure is
0: the people got it right and now it's time for you to get your sports done right with the governor of sports talk the honorable vince wright now let's get back to the show
2: all right people let's wrap it up Vince right sports governor sports done right coming to you live and direct from Minnesota the sports governor here talking Minnesota Vikings on a two-game winning streak by the way um what well you know good thing there going for a trifecta in in the division here took out Detroit we'll speak about that in a second week before the the very surprising win in green bay wisconsin taking out um idiot rogers over there and now you, monday night you got the bears the bears coming up i think they're only like four and 16 or something last a uh, few visits down the soldier field but hey you know it's 2020 anything can happen <clears throat> dalvin cook boy what can you say He gets that. He gets the cheer from the crowd. I mean, he gets it all. And, you know, that's all you really had to do. But that leads us to something we really haven't talked about here. And what that is, is the Vikings offensive line. Props. To, to them. Sorry, I was looking for my, um, what I wanted to bring up here. And there's a story that I came across a couple days, or when was this? Actually, I think it was earlier today at lunch. when I was doing my research here for the Sports Done Right podcast. And... This article is... Okay, it's by way of USA Today. Vikings Wire is kind of their sub-website. Jack White is the writer um, on this. And yeah, that was posted today. Um, And he talks about a youth revolution that the Vikings kind of took a chance on and may finally be starting to, uh, you know see the the fruits of the labor there. So he talks about defensive end D.J. Woonham. He says here Woonham has entered into his reserve role for the team. Uh, He sort of stepped up to what the fellow defensive end uh, Odenable was in 2019, a pass rush threat that the Vikings, you know, they really, really need. So um, two sacks and limited action. They talk about him. Another... Young gentleman that's brought up is the cornerback, Chris Boyd. Uh, He says Boyd has been playing more. ah, Excuse me. Sorry. Rough throat tonight. Boyd has been playing more um, these last two games due to the depleted cornerback situation there. Despite all the players who have been out, the cornerback group has looked good in its two consecutive wins. He's absolutely right there. Um, Granted, it was hard for the Packers to throw in the loss to the Vikings, but the coverage still had to be good to prevent any short completions, which happened somewhat in the first half. He had a nice pass deflection one-on-one against the Lions Sunday. He hasn't been excellent, but he's at least been decent as an emergency option. The Vikings can't ask for much more from him, really, is what he says there. Obviously, he brings up Justin Jefferson. I mean, that goes without saying rookie wide receiver, who ironically to me, and tell me what you think, I, you know, kind of looks like Stephon Diggs out there running higher, running, um, you know, around. And, and I mean, just physically looks like Stephon Diggs. But man, that kid has got some speed. I love the gritty dance that he does when he gets his touchdowns. And, you know, so that goes without saying, and another name I want to throw out there that's not in this article from the offensive line: Cleveland Ezra, uh, offensive lineman who's really starting to come into his own. As is, hopefully, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. The offensive line is as well. You know, Kirk Cousins needs time. Had a very workmanlike, you know. Hey, and we don't need Kurt to be the star, and he knows that too. So when I say that, I don't want people to think that I'm I'm taking a dig on him. But, you know, workman like 13 uh, completions, 20 attempts, three touchdowns, 220 yards. Obviously, um, you know, ironically, after the game was over, I was surprised he had that many yards. Because of all the running that Mr. Cook's been doing and cooking up a storm. So, you know, Vikings get the three and five. Detroit at three and five going really these are two teams that have they're passing each other because Detroit's being Detroit. They're on the way down. Vikings are finally hopefully starting to wake up and ascend. Um and we will see what happens. So young guys holding it together for our Minnesota Vikings. An offensive line that is hopefully getting it together. I mean, look, they're opening up tremendous holes for for Dalvin Cook. We just got to make sure that pass protection is there. And the defense starting to gel a little bit more. And, you know, like I said, as we go into the Monday night's game, you have the Chicago Bears. You know, they have questions at quarterback. Do we want to go back to Trubisky? Do we got Foles? Um, You know, always a, a solid defense. But, you know, Chicago Bears right now, too. They are kind of kind of question marks right now. And I hear you, ABM, you big Bears loving you-know-what. But uh, Roy Robertson Harris is on injured reserve down there now. Um, we'll say Darnell Moody seems to be a good player for him. and but you know they're having some issues as well and um in this same sub website here on the bears wire page they're talking about here's the three things that the bears got to do they got to play disciplined football they got to attack the secondary because again our vikings are obviously very thin and very very young so if mitch trubisky Nick Foils, whoever is going to be, that's definitely if you're a Bears fan, you want to see that early and often. Them going after that Viking secondary and third here, um, from the Bears' perspective, win the battle in the trenches. And this is from Alyssa Barbieri, apparently a writer on the Bears Wire uh, site down there. Um, let's take a look and see what she has to say about Chicago. So, play discipline football. One of the biggest issues for the Bears' offense is their ability to shoot themselves in the foot repeatedly. Execution remains a big problem for this offense, and it's something that could be cleaned up a little bit by playing more disciplined football. The Bears' offense showed signs of life last week against the Titans, but it felt like every time they had a positive play, they'd follow it up with a negative one. Uh, Under attacking the secondary. Chicago's offense has a chance to get on track against a struggling Vikings pass defense, which is ranked 30th in the league and allowing, damn, 287 yards a game. Come on, fellas. Minnesota's defense has been susceptible to the big play, something the Bears offense has struggled with consistently this year. The Vikings have allowed 32 completions of 20 yards or more this season, which ranks only behind the Falcons, Seahawks, and Bengals. The Vikings have seen 12 different defenders in the secondary between injuries and inexperience, which has contributed to those struggles. And this this young lady knows what she is writing. Um, winning the bat on the trenches, you know. We were just talking about that Vikings offensive line and what they've been able to do to. Help Dalvin Cook propel to these numbers. She says, this has been an issue for the Bears for a while now, but the offense stands no chance in improving unless the offensive line finds a way to improve. Whether that's in run blockage or pass protection, Chicago needs to find a way to win the battle in the trenches against a defensive line that's without star defensive end Daniil Hunter and Ngakwe, who was traded last month. Yannick Ngakwe, who, yep, boy, that, that lasted long, didn't it, getting him. Vikings pass rush hasn't done a good job getting after the quarterback this season, and they've sacked the quarterback three times over the last two games. Bears quarterback Nick Foles isn't particularly mobile, and he's had it rough in the pocket as of late, being sacked eight times in the last two games. So again, um, that goes to that Vikings pass rush we're always talking about. They got to find a way to get hands and, and on him. Because if they can do that, I think the Vikings can come out of this game with a win and and really, really start believing in turning this season around. So I'm taking the Vikings 23 to Chicago's 14. I think we're going to find a way to hopefully get it done finally down there in Chi-Town, my hometown, ironically. I want to say what up to all my family down there, Southside. Uh, Western suburbs, all my friends all over the Chicagoland area. Uh, I, another reason we got to kick COVID's ass, man, because I got to get back to Chi-Town. I got to get some Pequod's pizza. I got to get back to the shed Aquarium, the Museum of Science and Industry, and just chilling on the lakefront. All right, so there we go. Thank you for listening. Thursday night, special edition of Sports Done Right with Vince Wright, the sports governor from the great state of Minnesota vikings gophers let's keep this going uh still no news by the way on glenn taylor you know we haven't talked a lot about the nba draft because quite honestly there's just not a lot of interest nobody's feeling any of these top three four you know players from ball on down and we'll see i mean the wolves are supposedly looking at you know trade scenarios and and you know they're looking at everything. Let's just leave it there. Nothing on the sale of the team from Glenn Taylor now in a while. So I'm going to reach out to some of my contacts in the real sports media here and see if there's been any movement on that. But we will be back with you next week. Another edition of Sports Done Right. Um, again, you can follow me on Twitter, Vince Wright, at the big Smooth one That's the number one after The Big Smooth. At... Sports done right on Instagram, just type in sports done right on Facebook and you can join our Facebook group as well and get your kind of your sports updates throughout the day. I try and cover the whole country, um, you know, SEC football, along with all of our big 10 and Minnesota stuff as well, because that's the basis of the show. Um, Minnesota sports, big 10 country representing our conference, um, you know, because we hear it from our SEC friends all day long. So, all right, y'all. Have a good night. Be cool this weekend. Go first tomorrow night, 630. And bring home the pig and beat Iowa. Who hates Iowa? We hate Iowa. Take care.
0: Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right. With your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right.